and welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, today I have a very talented guest. He's here to promote his new album, Three. Uh, give a warm welcome to Johnny Silvestri. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, before we started, we were talking about a couple of songs you sent me, which is uh, number three, which is the uh, track 16. This is my favorite. Oh, nice. Wow. That's my that's my favorite one. Uh, but we'll get into that. So okay. this is this your third album out or this yeah, this is my third studio album. Um I released a project called Sylvester and the Houseman in 2017, but it wasn't my album per se. They gave me the liberty to write and sing, however. Um, but it was like a joint collab. Yes, yes. Um, where I was, you know, writing not too much based on what i was going through just you know to try and put songs out there got it and this one because i was reading uh you you were able to send me the the back cover you're, you're more involved you've been from from engineering to writing to producing yeah. uh which is it's awesome because it shows you're 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 very talented in what you do and very passionate how, thank you thank how you was, yeah yeah how was like this before we get into the album i want to know like what was your how, how did you become this this juggernaut of musician like what what did it, what first inspired you so when the pandemic started in 2020 and everything was shut down um in 2020 i actually went through a really bad breakup and i knew that i wanted to get back into the studio and, and just and, like right it always and, starts with a heartbreak yeah. And I knew that there was just stuff that I wanted to let out and write and let go of and, you know, put together an album. And then in March was when everything shut down and it was just like, you can't go out. <laughs> you can't do anything. You're yes. stuck at home. Everything's, you know, shut down. And um, over the pandemic, I wanted moving to the Poconos, which is where I live now, recording to you live from home. <laughs> is, is it that New York? Um, no, the Poconos is in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So wow. um, when I moved out here, I was like, damn, like, if everything's shut down now, I don't have any uh, um, connections out here in Pennsylvania. I was like, how am I really going to re record an album? And so I went online and I bought a microphone, headphones, um, an iPad, and I did, I wound up doing everything myself. I taught myself how to produce music something that i've always paid you know talented yes, yes. producers to do i was struggling to do myself wow that's very that's very incredible because the, the at least the songs i've heard so far it sounds like studio recording yeah that's that's a that's very, amazing very, yes yes yeah when i worked with um brooklyn they did at what they did um, I previously worked with an amazing engineer, Mark Newton, and it's one of my songs, Do I Tell Him? And so I listened to these projects and like the quality and the sound and the professionalism. And I was just like, if I'm going to do this myself, like it has to sound as good as the stuff, you know, that I've recorded before and as good as the stuff that's out there. Because not to say that, you know, I'm in competition with other artists, but you want your stuff to sound as good. You don't want to downgrade your sound. That's I didn't correct, want this correct. album to sound like a demo. And so when I started, I released um, the first few singles that are on the album were Wondering If, 
Soulmate and Malas Intenciones. Which and is a dope song. Thank you. I actually, the version that you heard is I had to redo everything because I listened to the singles that I released and I was just like, I can't believe I thought that sounded good. It sounds like shit. <laughs> well, the, the, the one that's, that's is out now, it, it's, Sounds incredible. What like you. what 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 fascinates me? What what I love about it is that you're very versatile. Like you you sound good in English, but you also sound good in Spanish, and that's something that a lot of artists that that try to do that, like it doesn't it it doesn't go well for them. But for you, it's like I'm not sure if you're very influent uh, fluent in English and Spanish. It sounds like. It's, it's some like on some Rick and Martin shit, right? Like Rick and Martin, <laughs> he's good in Spanish, but yeah. he's very good in English. Surprisingly good in English. So like, uh, yeah, that's that's when I first heard it. That's like the the because that's my early memories of actually hearing an artist in between Spanish and English. So uh, kudos to you. You did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. English is actually my first language and I learned Spanish in school. I took classes from sixth grade throughout college. Um, but it also helped that, you know, I went to a Spanish speaking church growing up and I was influenced by like a lot of Spanish um, gospel recording artists. So I was like constantly listening to Spanish music growing up. So that, that helped, you know, develop you a lot of where that comes from were you also like in in the choir in church i um i didn't lead worship often but when i did i really enjoyed it um sometimes i was asked you know to bring people into that atmosphere it was nice that's good that's nice so like yeah. what's your regarding this album what's like what inspired you what what was your writing process like oh <laughs> a bunch of stuff i could imagine oh man um i recently took to social media that i've had to dig deeper on this album and this project than i ever have in any other song that i've ever put out um i go the title 3 which is the um the theme song for the album that um actually in the chorus of the song as you heard it says been crying since the age of three is anybody listening mm, i had to dig yes. as deep you know and as far as kid when i was three years old and um you know, my stepdad my mom the abuse in the church the abuse at school like wow. there was just so many um so many things that affected my life um emotionally and i wanted you know so many things were going wrong in my relationships and jobs. And I was like, th some, this has to be stemming, you know, from something way back that goes deep down. And I just started to write and I wasn't the initial title for that song was actually trying not to cry. Wow. And um, I just felt like three was such a statement um, and it was just so different. I didn't want to, I didn't want to title it, you know, something where people are going to see the title track, trying not to cry. And they're like, oh, he's so dramatic. Yeah. I wanted 
I wanted people to be like three, like what's this song about? And then in the end, leave them with a positive message that the things that you go through in your past, in your childhood, in your life, those things don't determine who you are. They don't determine who you're going to be. They don't define you. So the power is up to us. You know, we have the strength and the power to pick up our shit and keep on moving forward. And I wanted a song that was going to tell people exactly that. Wow. It's, yeah. Well, it definitely does. It's um, so this album was very like therapeutic for you. You got to. Oh, man. You got to, <laughs> first, you had to you got to deal with uh, these emotions that sometimes have people we hold, you know, scars yeah. that are not healed. So you were able to 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 find that and and try to try to heal it for yourself. Yeah. So, so I can imagine, you know, plus we're in a pandemic at, at that point in your time. So you really had to like, you know, you had a, I don't know how people say come to a Jesus moment and really yeah. look at yourself in the mirror to able to, to create such art. Absolutely. What was the, yeah. so three it's, it, was it difficult writing it? Did you get a lot of uh, emotion a lot of times? I'd written that song, <coughs> excuse me, um, when I was like 16 years old, I started wow. writing it. And I remember when I was 18 and in college, um, I was in Spanish class and the teacher asked everyone to give a presentation on something that helps you confront um, your anxiety or like, you know, difficult moments. And so everybody had like a presentation. And when it came to me, I brought my guitar into school that day. And I asked, I was like, can I please give my presentation in Spanish? I mean, in English, because we were supposed to do it in Spanish. And she like gave me this look like, sure. And so I sang, I closed my eyes and I just started to play the guitar and I sang the song three. And by the time I finished that, I looked around the whole classroom, literally every single person was just sobbing, like crying. And at the end of the class, she asked me if um, there was anything that she could help me with. Like, what was I going through? She was like, you need somebody, just know that I'll be here. And she was like, I thank you so much, you know, for your bravery to share a song like that, because so many people go through so many things that nobody knows anything about. And we go about our days. And the fact that you share that song, like people relate to that. And so I'd, I'd always taken that with me. And I previously, I released that song on my first album. It was called Trying Not to Cry. But when I, released it it was more about i was it was a christian album and so i was at the end like it's talking about how jesus saved me and yada yada but i was still battling so many demons at the time and so when i was re-recording it and composing it myself during the pandemic i was like i want to like dig deeper and i just started to change lyrics around and then i added the spoken word um and it just became like so intense and like you said the album was very 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 therapeutic for me not only with that song i have another song called closure which is about my relationship with my mom mm. um 
and then other songs about like breakups and you know just life experiences the the whole album like i just feel like my sister worded it best she was like this isn't the album that you're gonna put on if you want to go party and like clubbing she's like this is the album that you put on if you want to just have a glass of wine and sit down and reflect and relax and just take everything in and let everything go. And I was like, you're absolutely right. You know, this album for me, I would say is like Adele's 19, I think was the name mm. of the album that her first, like very her big first, album yeah. where she was just taking in, you know, all of those emotions, those vulnerable, you know, experiences and just writing them out. And I just felt like I did the same with this album. I can't wait for it to be out. I really can. Wow. That's you. So you've really gone to a journey in this. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And that song has, it's not something that it's, it's you wrote it. It's something that's been involving with you. Yeah. Throughout the absolutely. years. And, and as you grew older, you you were able to identify the the right words to express where you're trying to you know where you're trying to get out in which yeah. i i the first time <laughs> i the first time i heard it i had a uh, i had to put it i had it loud on my phone but i had to really uh put it in uh my headphones to grasp because it, it's it's a very powerful song especially your message at the end uh yeah. it is very inspiring um uh, I definitely agree with your sister. Uh, it's something it is creating consciousness. You know, something that uh, we all need right now in this world. We, yeah. we, we need to, to face our demons, face our emotions, uh, face every adversity, obstacle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this album, it, it's the key for that. Yeah. So uh, I, I really enjoyed just listening to a couple of songs you 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 send me which is very impactful uh if nobody ever told you this i'm gonna say i'm say i'm sorry for the things you had to go through uh growing up i know uh being uh growing up in a church it can be difficult god's mm. <laughs> god sometimes uh religion is sometimes not the answer to heal those yeah. wounds you have to go through shit in life. You have to uh, take accountability, face your, you know, face you. Yeah. And I, and I think with this project, you were able to do that. You know, you let it all out. Um, be versatile. Uh, yeah. And put yourself out there. Uh, I remember this gentleman is called Elman Woodson. He said, in order for you to be successful or overcome anything in life, you first have to, uh, put your, be vulnerable. You have to put yourself yeah. out there uh, without fear so that you're able to learn what's out there and people know who you are for who you are rather than know you for this image that everybody tried to portray. Yeah. So, you know, you know, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, how long... Did it take you to develop this album, which is something that you two, three years or when you just had the, you know, the spirit, you just completed it. I started writing um, 
that song three, like I said, was how many years in the making. Yeah. Um, I started at 16, but like the, the album took about 14 months to put together. Wow. Yeah. 14 long months. And um, before we cut off, I was saying that um, I, I was releasing singles, you know, putting a song out here, putting a song out there because I was just, tampering with the music software and teaching myself you know how to produce and how to compose um and then as i continued to work on you know newer songs i was realizing the quality and the older songs sucked (laughs) so i was having to recompose and reproduce everything from scratch re-record and whatnot so you even did the like the beats and mentally everything the the songwriting, the instruments. The only thing that was added as far as instruments were the guitars. And I play the guitar. I don't know why I um, I want to buying guitar loops online because they were just, I don't know how I came across them online. But I was like listening to them. They were like sponsored ads. And I was like, damn, this sound really good in a song of mine. And so maybe like five of the 16 songs have guitar tracks from other producers but everything you hear there the the melodies with um some of the pianos some of the drumming some of the violins are my thing i was like if i could throw a violin on every song like i'm smack (laughs) it right on there um so yeah just everything you hear is it's all me all of it that's beautiful yeah. What, what, what was one thing, one of the things that you were able to learn about yourself through this whole process of doing it yourself? Oh man, that when you really want something and you really, really, really want something, there's nothing that's going to get in the way of you know me having it. And I've always been like that, like with relationships, with just anything like I'm the, I'm, I'm a go-getter from the depths of my soul. I'm a go-getter. And it's like, I know that music is my calling. It's my gift. And I'm somebody great one day. Um, and when the world went into shutdown, it's just like, how the hell was I going to record music? And I didn't think that I was going to become a music producer. Like it was just the furthest thought from my head, but I just, I knew that I wanted to work on songs and I could have put probably, you know, an acoustic album out, you know, maybe like four or five songs, but all of my friends can tell you I'm fucking extra. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just going after the whole shebang and it, yeah, it's like yeah, you're gonna, it taught me that if, if I want do something, it, I'm gonna, gonna make right. it happen. Yes, yes, yes. I love yeah. that energy. I love it. I love it. Yeah. When you like before you 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 put the album together, did you speak to anybody? Did anybody give you uh, any feedback? <coughs> My friend Daniel um, Ortiz, Ortiz, who's in yeah. Ah, I love that guy. Shout author. out to Daniel. He actually did background vocals for my very first album. Yeah. Um, when I was, I had to be like 18 years old. And he was in one of my first music videos. He's been a friend of mine since we were like 16 wow. years old. Yeah, he's, he's my he's super longest talented. friend. He's super talented. Oh, an incredible author. And not only is he a great author, 
he has such a good ear for music and what sounds good. So every time I was like composing a song, I would send him like the instrumentals, I'd send him the tracks, I'd send him the lyrics and I'd be like, what do you think about this? How does this sound? And he's like, you need to raise the background vocals there. You know, need to lower that instrument. You need to bring up the, um, you know, this certain track and like just helping me like compose everything, um, you know, through WhatsApp because <laughs> I'd send him the songs through WhatsApp and he'd just be like, you know, this is what needs fixing. And then his ear definitely helped me so much, so much with this project. I don't, I probably could have put together this album without him, but I don't think it would sound as good as it does. Like the professional quality that you hear in this, you know, was a mixture of his ear and my ear together. And I think that we created something amazing. So it's like your album is just distributed by yourself independent. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that gives a lot to say because it does sound like a professional album. Uh, it sounds Thank you. A w- way better than a lot of people's shit out there. And I, and, <laughs> and I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but it, 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 if you, like you said, if you want something, right. There you go. Absolutely. There you yeah. Go. Wow. So now that you've done all this, like, have you thought of like producing other people, starting your own label, like everything you needed to know, you know, like you really don't need nobody else I but know. a good lawyer. Five good paperwork. <laughs> a good lawyer. Um, I have those connections too. There you go. Um, all you need is I, two. I've had two or three people ask me to compose music for them. Mm. Um, and I feel like, you know, a shit friend or a shit artist because I was, and I told them too, like right now is not a good time. I'm so focused on putting this album together. Yes. And my deadline, they asked me, you know, late last year, late 2021. And I knew that I wanted this album out like, on my birthday, something in my gut was just telling me, you need to release this on your 33rd birthday. Like, just, mm. this is it. And so, you know, I was not pushing their projects aside. Like, I still have, I started composing for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of the two people or three. Um, no, you got to put yourself first. But I, I mean, got, yeah. As, as not being selfish, it's, it's, we, before you can help it's, anybody, yeah. you have to help yourself. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like I've learned so much, you know, producing my own record that when it's time for me to start producing for other people, like I already know what to do. I already know what's going to sound good, um, you know, for them and their ear and what they like. So I I feel like I did the right thing by having them wait. Um, yes, and it yes. was selfish. But like you said, if you don't put yourself... It, you have to put yourself first because nobody is going to put you first. I'd really like to do though, what I would like to do is um, I want to create a compilation album. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of up and coming, you know, singers and songwriters, and I would love to compose a track for each person and put a full length album together of you know, everybody singing their own songs with the music that I made. And then like having multiple people record their versions of the song. Yeah. And then like mix match the voices. So we're like creating duets with two people who don't know each other, um, you know, different harmonies and whatnot. That's something that 
I'm like really trying to lean into. That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. What are, what are your, what is like, who do you listen to for, for source of inspiration? Like what, what genre music drives you? Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a songwriter, I really, really, really love Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. I feel like (laughs) I love Taylor Swift. Even people who don't like her, I feel like if you go to one of her shows, you will see how fucking hard this woman works to put together a whole album, a whole performance production. Like, I never thought I was like a big Taylor Swift fan. And then I went to her, she did the, when she released the Reputation album, Mm -hmm. she did that stadium tour. I went to go see her live and I was just like, like in a euphoria for two months straight. Like I couldn't believe I saw Taylor Swift and the songs that she was singing. She made you feel like you were the only person in the audience and she was singing directly to you. Mm, and that's and a great performance, son. That's, that's a yeah. great performance. And that's the type of artist that I, you know, aspire to be. I want, because people are spending how much money on tickets, you know? Mm. And then I went to a show with an artist whose name I'm not going to say. And she wore a wig that covered her eyes. And she was like, I love all of my fans. I see all of you. But meanwhile, her background dancers are like guiding her across the stage. I'm like, bitch, you don't see me. You're about to fall. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I respect who make you feel, you know, at the end of the day, we support their music and they want us to you know, to continue to support their music. Yeah, because so they want, in order they want you to continue happen, and, you gotta and consume yourself. it. Yes, yes, 100%, 100%. And I feel like she's somebody that does that. JoJo is somebody that does that. Um, Adele, I would have to say, is somebody that does uh, that. And I feel like those they, are the artists that I, I love find myself listening to. I need, like, I need some Adele right now. Far, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Adele right now. I've been going through it. <laughs> as far as like picking up inspiration goes, um, I would say that those are like my go-to girls, Adele, Jojo, and Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor's a wonderful. I, I think uh, she had the album Red that I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed. Uh, and then she came out with the album 19, 1990-something. 1989, which is the yeah. year we were born. Don't yes. you forget it. Yes, yes. <laughs> which I enjoyed. Uh, she has a she has uh, a ton of songs that, you know, is one of one of my guilty pleasure. I like listening to her and uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, you know, guilty pleasures. You know, <laughs> I like um, Justin Bieber too. Like listening to, because he works with amazing producers yes. too. I like and the I producers. Like- I don't. I, I don't really like him. I think. I think he's. How, how do I? How do I put it without um, being mean? towards him right i'm sure he's a great person but i like the 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 work atmosphere he works with because they know how to uh put out right content right i still i uh, maybe i maybe because i don't know him but i think he's he's still missing the the connection between the person and the music i think i think if i give you a song i think you can sing it that's okay but if yeah. th- that connection of 
feeling the words like you and and track uh, 16 and three, you felt that. Yeah. That, that when you listen to, you, you know, when you listen to Adele, you get those goosebumps. Yeah. I think him, he all because he started when he was very young um, child. Right. He here, just do this. And he and he does it like like dancing. He's a dancer. But yet uh, he's not dancing out of passion. He's dancing out of you need to learn how to dance because that's part of your entertainment. So when you go like you described uh, Taylor Swift, when she's out there, she makes you feel like you like that. I like he's missing that that I don't know that that uh, for me I, I want to say connection. I could be wrong, but it doesn't I give me goosebumps. I don't know him, so I can't say. <laughs> but he does have <laughs> good music. He does I have. I love his music. Um, yeah. I do, and I feel like you know him along with a lot of other people we're just still trying to find our way mm. in this world. And I feel like he's come a long way compared to who he was as a teen. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, like I, when I referred to, um, you know, as far as listening to him and trying to grab or gravitate, you know, towards some sort of inspiration for this album, um, the quality and like the crisp sound that you'd hear in his mm-hmm. vocals and the instruments, like he puts out amazing, yes, amazing music. Yes, yes. Now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How many times did you listen to Yummy? To who? Yummy. Yummy? Oh. <laughs> because if you're when it was on, <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite song. <laughs> Oh man! I like the song, but I don't love it. <laughs> My favorite song of his, I would have to say, I loved his first album, like when he first came out and he yes. had Baby and like all those little yes, cute poppy yes. songs. But his last album is actually really, really good. Is it Purpose? If I'm not mistaken, no, no, he released. I'll tell you right now. Justin Bieber. It's the one that has Ghost. Ah, oh, I love that song. Yeah, I that know what is like about. yeah, yeah. I like Justice. I like this. That's his new album. I like the 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 video quality. Like, yeah, I definitely enjoy that. Good, good. He has good people behind him. I'm you not have gonna, to I'm have a good team. Yeah, yes, that's that's all you need. People that know their job. That's not all you need, and I learned that throughout this pandemic. Mm, please explain. <laughs> Teach me. Um, for instance, you know, me putting together this whole thing by myself and then my music videos, I actually work um, with a video production company mm. where, <clears throat> excuse me, if you hear me coughing, I was actually filming a music video out in the snow a few days ago. <laughs> so hey. And I feel like I'm dying. I've been coughing nonstop. Um, but so I'm a part of this company that has um, video footage of literally anything you could think of weddings funerals cancer patients um schools relationships breakups anything and so i just feel like if you have a good eye for what looks good you can well i guess you could say you know it does require a team but it doesn't have to be as many people as these artists make it seem like 
Yeah, but I, mostly you you know these artists are is entourage. That's they they yeah. they pay for people to hype them up. That's all. That's yeah. that's all it is. Um, but you definitely need a team. Uh, we you know have useful people that are dedicated to getting you to the next level because you can't yeah. you can't do it all. You can't do it all. It's 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 physically impossible. You know, like you know example with the podcast is, is going to come a certain time that i'm getting assistant from scheduling to uh reaching out to people to talking to editing like i am one man behind yeah. all this right so as it progresses i progress like you progress you're gonna need uh good quality people to invest in invest in yeah. people you know and and that will solidify uh your surroundings you want to invest in people that are good people they're always going to want more and yeah. better, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, everything's a work in progress. You know, yeah. don't don't rush anything. Uh, just enjoy the progress. You know, I tell people all the time that uh, it's going to come to a point that the only thing you're going to be stressing about is having too much money. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the more money, more problems. Boy, you know what's crazy? <laughs> I used to spend <coughs> my first album, I spent a few thousand on, and then mm. my second album, I spent quite a few thousand on. Mm. And then with this album, all I had to do was pay for my iPad, my microphone, my headphones, and teach myself how to do the damn thing. If you, and um, if you spend it's, anything, it's an you're investment. investing in yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 money worth spending. Yeah, you know, it's worth spending. Then you're spending on an album. You're not doing anything. You know, so it's good investment. I mean, but you you live and you learn. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You learn. Um, Are you signed to any any labeled or you're strictly independent? Uh, Strictly independent. When I was eighteen. How old was I when I released that first album? I think I was 21 when I released my first Christian Spanish album. And I had a guy contact me who wanted to, um, and he had, he was legit. He had all the contacts and all the glitz and glam. And remember earlier when I said I had all Mm -hmm. those lawyer connections? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He thought he was going to dick me over. And (laughs) I actually had somebody look at the contract and this motherfucker would have owned me until the day that I died. Mm, making no yeah, money. So, yeah. Even after he finished managing me, like everything would strictly go to him for putting me on, per se. Um, so I've had people reach out to me, you know, with interest. Um, but the contracts never look right. And mm, I would prefer. Man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. God is going to open the door. I know that. And when the time comes, I will know when it's time. Yeah, I mean, even when when I uh, reach out, because I have my own uh, uh, clothing apparel, Dream Inspire Obtain, go check it out right now. Um, I, I reach out um, to, let's say, example, like, a, like I don't want to say an influencer, but somebody's upcoming that just, they need 
they're doing so many stuff, but they don't, they're not the right direction, right? Yeah. You just need something to a little spark to uh inspire them to do something, right? And um, uh, I offer a sponsorship, and my sponsorship is is it is full, it has a full of shit, right? Like my brand, you can't be affiliated, so like you can uh let's example, you can't go and uh post a a picture on Instagram where you're smoking weed. It's prohibited. That's not what the rant represents, right? But yeah. as a person behind, mm-hmm. you're always going to put what's best for you, not best for the client. Yeah. Right? Because it's yours initially. Uh, when it's somebody, I guess, more famous, the contract different. is different. You get what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But in, in this tw- 2022, like, Go out, go get a loan to from a bank, you know, spend 15,000, you know, depending on the amount of loan you got, spend, uh, uh, spend that shit on advertisement, put your shit out there. Yeah. Um, you know, spend the other money on tweaks, whatever you need to do. And boom, you got a number one record. That's what chance did. Right. And chance the rapper rather than, yeah. than sign these lengthy, long ass on worthy contracts and that's exactly what a lot of them are just lengthy and worthy <laughs> yeah i mean it's the time it's has insane. changed it's where the technology is it's we have more technology the information is out there so like somebody trying to uh i learned this from i, I don't know Jar, you know jared leto yeah the yeah actor, he you know he has a yeah. band 30 seconds to mars right so he yeah. had a, a documentary on, on uh, netflix not too long ago and that's what i learned like these contracts are basically loans they're giving yeah. you a certain uh amount of money so that you can go and basically it, here's a push so you can get yourself out there yeah. and they've, they've uh they uh expect a return yeah you know if i got good credit shit i'll do that shit for myself yeah, it's true. Um, but back to this album, which is dope. Uh, besides, <laughs> uh, besides uh, track sixteen, number three. What's your favorite other song? Resuscitate me, hands down. Resuscitate me. <laughs> I Why? feel like when anybody asks, and I've had a lot of people have heard the album because it's not out yet. <clears throat> but maybe about one, two, three, four. Like five people total have listened to the album and they always ask what's your favorite song and you know they tell me theirs and right off the back I say resuscitate me um this song is it's like a dark rock like a pop rock mm. um lyrically I love the lyrics I I actually wrote them when I was going through a really, really, really bad depression. Mm. Um, You know, I went through my breakup. I moved. I had, like, just thoughts of suicide. And I I was going through a really hard, rough, dark path. And I remember one day I just started to write. I was in the car and I was... The first thing I wrote was who is going to come down and resuscitate me? Who's going to be the only air that I breathe? Who's going to reach out from heaven, come and save me. Mm, that's some deep and when I looked shit, at it, I was like, Oh my God, this looks like a fucking suicide letter. 
Um, but I just started to write and write and write. And once I finished, I started producing the music for it. And when I finally finished like recording it, you know, after a few weeks, I feel like this song took me out of that depression that I was going through. And it really took me out of a very dark, you know, point in my life. And I've had a couple of them, but I feel like as the older we get, the more harder it is to face, you know, certain circumstances and situations because we feel, you know, as adults that we're in charge of all the choices, you know, that we make and the things that go around in our lives. And we're so sure of the things that we want. And so when life throws you a curveball or, you know, swings an uppercut on you, we don't know how to take it because we're these adults now who are in charge of our lives. And, you know, me not knowing, I was previously engaged, you know, set to be married. Mm. And when that whole fiasco when you know into shambles um it really took a toll you know on my 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 life my heart my mentality um physically i freaking went from like 220 pounds to like 172 um and it was just like such a battle and such a struggle um so this song i have to say definitely like just grabs me out from that dark turning point in my life and I hope that when people hear this song um anyone who's ever struggled you know with mental illness with suicide with just anything that is dark that when they listen to this they'll realize yo like my life is worth living yes 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 shit that's some deep shit right there man I can't wait. I think I tried to send you that song. That was one of the, I tried to send you five songs and I think three only went through to you yes, having yes. an issue that night. Um, but that was one of them. It's a freaking amazing song. Amazing. The the music, the melody, the lyrics, like just everything all together is. No, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I can imagine when the album drops, that song, like many others are going to help so many people. <laughs> I think when when we suffer depression and <clears throat> excuse me, we go through all those those dark emotions. I think it's finding the correct words to express ourselves. Yeah, right. And because we don't know what words to use, right? How can we explain so you can understand? Yeah, right. Like I. <clears throat> like I, I, you know, being a man for me, right? Uh, usually it's uh, cutting wood, eating meat, you know, lifting shit, putting down, right? But that's that's what the society thinks, right? That's 1950, 67. That's what they. And it's not really like that, mm-hmm. you know. Especially I'm, I'm, I have a son. It's, it's. They teach us to bottle our emotions down swallow that shit right um that's why sometimes women are advanced uh mentally more than men because since you know they become women women uh they're dealing with all these emotions and thoughts 
rather than the man, we don't have that. So, you know, things start catching up to us like me. I'm perfect example, me. And I don't know how to deal with it in the past. Right. So in order to do that, I have to now become accountable. I have to face me as a person. And sometimes, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. But that first accountability and continue to be accountable creates now consistency. And now find, you know, the proper words to uh, explain what I'm feeling because out of anger, there's no communication. There's only pain, uh, hurt, resentment. So now we, we have to understand that point of view. So be able to, I'm able to express you what I'm feeling. And a lot of us still have not uh, been able to do that. And I think with this song, you're able to help a lot of people. Yeah. I could see, listening to what you just said, I can see like why you said um, of the three songs that you heard that three, the title track of the album was the one that resonated with you. Yes the most because as children you know we're taught young boys especially should i say you know that we have to be being macho you mm-hmm. know that we shouldn't cry um we shouldn't show you know too much emotion yeah yes yes and so we grow up with that you know in our hearts and in our minds and it's like we hide so much of the things that we go through and you know in the song it says you can walk into any venue, into a train station, into a stadium, a church, a school, a workplace. It's like you don't know what the person next to you is going through. And that stems from how we're brought up as children. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, what happens at home stays at home, mm-hmm. you know. And we have to hide all of these feelings and all of these emotions. But it's just like us men and just people in general you have to know that it's okay to cry it's okay Mm -hmm. to show emotion it's okay to be angry it's okay to hurt you know we have to that's why god gave us the beauty of this earth to take in everything when we die who knows what the hell is going to happen you know what the future holds you know past life and the air that we breathe we have to take in and absorb every emotion it's a gift yes it's it's um it's once again being vulnerable putting yourself out there everything is is trials and errors you know you you'll cry until one day you 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 know you've grown enough and you realize not everybody's meant to see your tears that is better you know when you're having a hard day go to the bathroom i don't know go lay down cry it out after you cry out you feel much better but not everybody's meant to see your tears. Not everybody's meant to see uh, your struggles. But yet that, you know, you have to you have to go through things in life. You know, sometimes parents shelter their kids too much. Sometimes parents fucking uh, are so stressed the fuck out. They just don't know how to deal with their kids. And they yeah. forgot why they brought them here. They forgot, you know, I look at my son and, you know, he's. He teaches me more than I teach him. 
I sit yeah. back and I get to admire him, you know, and and as kids, we were stuck with, you know, we, we unfortunately we get stuck with the shitty end of the stick. And now we all we want to do is grow up and growing up is the biggest lie because you fucking grow up, <laughs> you, you know, you go out into the real world, you know, bunch of savages, a civilized person. is It's more savage than an actual savage. I mean, he's a savage. They know they're savage because they have to survive. They have to hunt. They have to do all this shit. But, you know, a civilized person, you would never know their true intentions. Yeah, it's true. It's sad, but true. And and I feel like, you know, as children, I had a very, very, very difficult childhood, you know, growing up in church and, you know, the different types of abuses that I had to endure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was dying to grow up. I wanted to be an adult. So I was in control, you know, with where I spent my time with who was involved in mm-hmm. my life. And then, you know, we were kids and we we're dying to grow up so that we can be in control of our lives. But it's like you said, we grow mm-hmm. up and some of the savages, you know, that mm-hmm. we encounter as adults are 10 times worse. Yes. It's, yes. it's no, you're, you're, you know, you're very much like me in the sense that uh, you think the dream won't end. This yeah. nightmare won't end, you know, and me as a child, that was fucking every day for me at certain points in my life. You think it would never end. Yeah. And then unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I was able to realize it just in time, because sometimes people don't don't realize that the nightmare did end and now you have an opportunity to you know fucking get your shit together become somebody or live a good life you don't have to be famous you don't have yeah. to make money just live a good life and where you can be happy and enjoy the the, the, the moments you yeah. know because and, you know yeah. i yeah, feel continue. like in order to live a truly happy life like we have to accept all of that hurt and all of those painful experiences, because if you just try, and I did this for so many years, I was just sweeping it under the rug and just not shining light on, mm-hmm. you know, those things that happened. But it's like, you have to acknowledge that those things fucking happen to you. Yes. And then you have to let it go. Yes, because yes. if you don't let that go and you just brush it under the rug, you're going to fuck up every relationship that you ever go into. Yes every it affects your your relationship your studies your workspace it, it affects who you are as a person if you don't let that go you yes. a lot of people they feel like you know they have to act as if it didn't happen but you have to accept the fact that these things happened and then once you do you know it's okay to cry it's okay to let it out but you need to get your shit together too and don't let those experiences take hold of your life you yes. are in control now. Yes, yes. I, I was very, you know, I've always stuck to, you know, keep a head low and just keep it moving, keep it moving, you know, but you can only keep it moving for so long, you know, you, yeah. you know, it starts to come at some point starts just to come out of your pores, mm-hmm. you know, especially now that I have a son, you know, more than ever. So I, I yeah. in order because you got to break the cycle. If you Absolutely. if you're not willing to break it, then who will? 
you know, and don't get me wrong. There's there's certain shit that we probably grow, grow up and he'll be traumatized on how something, you know, I handle poorly. You know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, it could be, you know, some people will be traumatized because their parents don't want to give them cookies. As simple as that, <laughs> like, believe it yeah. or not. Um, but yet there's always a better way to do anything. But you have to make the mistake, you know, and as you grow as a person, you 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 soon realize you're growing as a person because your vocabulary changes. You went from making mistakes now to learning lessons. Absolutely. And yeah. and once you start learning the lessons, it's simple. You're learning the lesson because you, you realize what it is and you're not gonna make that shit make that shit happen again. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, um, what what uh what was the church you would go to? Pentecostal? Oh <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yes. Bunch of them. I'm not even gonna say anything bad. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Yeah. I grew up with a, with a lot of friends that that uh were Pentecostal. I only know one one family uh which I, I I hold you to my heart. Um, they were normal people. Yeah. Same people that went into the church, same people that walked out. I saw a lot of people that went to that church, just like, um, you know, some people just because they're in church, they think they're better than you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, yeah. um, it was, let's just say it was a lot of stuff. I feel like, you know, that I may get bashed in the future for saying this because I know that I'm going to be like super successful at some point in my life. You will. Um, but I feel like that, you know, the Pentecostal church and even religion in general, um, it's like such a cult. You know, and you go into these churches and everybody has their own cliques and their own crews. And, you know, you forget about the reason why you're walking into a place of worship. If I never stepped foot into another church again, I'd be okay, to be completely honest with you. With the shit that I've had to endure and face within the church itself as a child, I I would be 100% fine if I never had to step into another church again. And, you know, this stems from the leaders of the church, the pastors who, you know, you trust to live a certain lifestyle and you don't realize the snakes that they are behind closed doors. And when, you know, they're not holding the microphone. Mm -hmm. I've seen some, and I've lived through and experienced some very deep and dark shit, um, you know, going to church and so i feel like you know where i am in life right now it's more of a relationship with god i love him i accept him i believe he's real i believe you know that christ came into this earth in this world he died for our sins um but that's as far as i go with it you know i my my love and my relationship is towards him not towards the church not towards the religion not you know, I respect the saints and whatnot, but 
I'm very, it's like a very not touchy feely subject for me, mm-hmm. but I, people are too focused on religion and not enough, you know, when it comes to spirituality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's people, sometimes people don't know how to get their shit together. Sometimes it's, it gives them structure, you know, like, yeah. uh, like uh, the the way I don't know if you, the Wayne brothers, right? The mm-hmm. Wayne brothers, their father was um, uh, the Tigo Hioa. How do you say that in English? Yeah, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, and they were saying they didn't celebrate Christmas. You know, and it was simple. They were like, uh, God forgive me if I'm botching this, but they were like eleven total kids. They were broke. Uh, that religion gives them structure. You don't have birthdays. Mm-hmm. You don't have Christmas. You don't. You're not spending money on all this shit. So you leave. You you're able to live cheap and justify the ends of the meat. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it gives them structure. So I'd rather say we're poor. No, we're religious, and it gives an excuse on why. I can't buy you sneakers or why we can't celebrate your birthday or why we can't celebrate Christmas. A lot of people need, uh, need guidance and what better way than, all right, let's go to church. Let's become church people. But yet, unfortunately throughout the years, you know, it, it, it's very common. uh, You can't ignore the fact that, you know, church leaders take advantage of women, men, children, and all these things. Yeah. So if you're a person that uh, you don't, you know, you're either a leader or a follower. Or at yeah. minimum, you have common sense. If you have no, if you're a follower uh, and you need somebody to lead you, you know, you're just a sheep. You're not a lion. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, don't have common sense. You're, you, you need something that's going to give you tract, you know, because you're lost. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, it doesn't the saying say that when you're lost, you know, when you're feeling mm-hmm. lonely or lost, you know, get closer to God. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have nothing against any religion. I have my own my own beliefs and, and I got my own bone to pick with them. But that's for another time. Right. But- I my. <clears throat> My no, not another time. Let's talk about this now. We're here. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) Shit. Let's do it. My first, so my very first album I released in 2010. It was a Spanish Christian album. Um, and it was very faith-based. It had, you know, a lot of praise, worship, you know, Bible story songs. And when I released this album, I started to travel with it. I toured Mm -hmm. um Puerto Rico, Chicago, Ohio, Connecticut, uh, Boston, Pennsylvania, all of New York. You went, you went, um, so was, you went like on a was, tour tour. Yeah, it was really picking up. And the very last invitation that I got to, was to go sing in Panama. And at that time, I was in a relationship with another man for almost three years. And I was, you know, struggling with 
my sexuality, like trying to keep it hidden because I knew that once those people knew that I was gay, they weren't going to have me singing on any altars. <laughs> and um, when I finally came out, shit hit the fan and 99% of the people who supported my ministry and, you know, my album, my career, all started talking shit. Forgot it. You were, you, you were a disgrace for them. Yeah. Oh, Fuck man. Fuck them. And I said, it hurt. And I remember talking to a youth pastor who till today is a really good friend of mine. And he said, Silvestri, let me tell you something. He says, all of these doors, you know, that were opened in your favor. He says, you need to live your truth. You need to be who you are and you need not to hide from mm. people because at the end of the day, nobody's anybody to judge mm. you. And he said, if you're scared and you fear that you're not going to be able to sing in church anymore, he says, do you think that the pulpit, these altars are the biggest thing that you can sing on? He says, there's stadiums and coliseums and TV shows and doors out there that God will open for you. He says, you need to be true to who you are and your music and you let God do the rest. And I literally took that with me and I ran with it. And I was like, excuse me like I was when I got when he told me that I like all of a sudden I felt okay because singing in church was the only thing that I'd ever known you know growing up I never sang at a bar at a restaurant at you know a theater um a carnival and once I decided to take that time off and focus on me and new songs that I could write based on, you know, personal and life experiences, I saw that God was able to open different doors in my favor and, you know, larger ones at that, you know, there was more to life than just singing for the same 30, 40 people every day, you know, every Sunday, every Friday night, every Wednesday night. And, you know, I'm grateful for those experiences but I'm also grateful that God used somebody to literally like smack me in the face, um, spiritually speaking, to realize that when God gives you a gift and a talent, it's because he sees, you know, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even now till today that I'm producing my own body of work, I can look back and think about, you know, the past producers that I've worked with and the, the churches that I sang in. And like, I look at this body of work and this album and it wasn't made for me to sing at a church. You know, I want to sing in hospital rooms. I want to sing in stadiums and coliseums where people are hurting, but they're coming together, you know, in one place because I feel like music heals. Yes. And that's what I want this project to be for people. I want that you, one, I'll mail you a copy, you know, once it's out. Yes, um, I mean, no. One of the like main things that sticks out in the credits is that I want people to heal. I want people to listen to the words, not even the melodies or the instruments. I want that when they listen to the words that they heal. And to me, I feel like that's what religion should be doing to people. And it doesn't but that's what I want my music to do. 
I feel that 100%. And I, and I agree with you 100% also. Wow. It's, uh, when is it, when is it dropping? <coughs> when is the album dropping? February 10th. On my February birthday, 10th. February 10th. Well, happy early birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> wow, man. It's, uh, mm, it's, uh, I'm glad you were able to get out of that hellhole and, and become the person you need to become. Yeah. I, you know, and religion, it works different with everybody. You know, it's healed some people emotionally. Um, but not everybody has that experience. And I can't say that religion did that for me growing up, you know, in a Christian household and you know a pentecostal environment that didn't do that for me the the complete opposite you know and for anybody watching this you know um when i say these things i it's not that i'm trying to talk bad about the religion you know everything you're speaking you're you're speaking it's politics it's whatever like everything has it's good and it's bad and unfortunately i grew up where in an environment where all I saw was the bad. Well, the majority of it mm-hmm. was the bad. And I'm happy, you know, that I'm no longer a part of it, that I'm free from that because it fucks people up mentally like you wouldn't believe. And I feel like the people who struggle most with it are the children of people who go out and minister. Um, you know, pastors, children, um, evangelists, their children they fucking struggle because they have to put up this whole facade for their parents be perfect and it's it yeah and it's hard to live you know under that spotlight yeah cruel i i I feel that 100 percent. it's it's difficult it's difficult um i don't know religion like i I did my communion as a Catholic, you know, my parents, my mother. Uh, but after that, I, I never gravitated to towards religion. Like I've always thought like, I, I like my hope, my God is hope. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what I believe in. You know, uh, uh, as a child, I used to go to different uh, churches. It just, see the experience, understand it. Right. And like, in you know, all of them were the same. You had your good, you had your bad, you had your decent, you know, but all of them were looking for something because they were lost. They need a structure. Yeah. They needed values, you know, and you know, this, the Bible is just a manual. It's the manual uh, on, to help you do and do not. And some people, you know, like myself, I, I, you know, I, I need to go out and live it experience so I can understand it so that, uh, like, you know, now that I have my son, I can create, uh, I create, I, I can create communication with him and sit down and talk to him on why, because a lot of times when you're, when you're a child, they're just telling you, don't, 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 don't. Yeah. And you get reprimanded. But you fail to understand why. And 
as as you get older, your parents start to struggle because now you're you're a teenager. Now you're becoming rebellious and they still don't understand why you feel so such anger. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's, you know, half of it is, you know, the hormones and whatnot. But it's, you know, <laughs> you're, you're been told all your life. No, no, no. But it's like, why not? Yeah. Why not? Explain to me. I, you know, if I had the choice, I would have preferred to grow up in a Catholic church mm-hmm. um, because, you know, even over the past few years, I enjoyed going to Catholic church more so because I could sit in the back, listen mm-hmm. to the word of God mm-hmm. and leave. Be the yeah. first one as soon as everything's over and leave, you know, with a nice message in your heart and Sometimes you need that uplifting spirit, yeah. but I feel like, you know, with Christianity and, you know, so Pentecostal, every, everybody wants to build relationships that you really don't need to build and mm-hmm. create like these group functions and these clicks. Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, being social and whatnot, but not everybody is meant to be social, you know? Yes. I agree 100% with you. I'm trying to find like the right way to word it, yeah. but it, with that, it it just doesn't work. He, he, he's a see. I go. I haven't got yours in a very long time, uh, and that's and <laughs> a lot of people go to church for me, right? In my opinion, I could be wrong. I'm open to it. You know, prove me wrong. But a lot of people, like I said, go to church to see guidance and values. Yeah. I'm not going to say I've lived the worst life and anybody, right? But I lived a life full of experience. And out of those experiences, I've been able to create values for myself, right? So, like, I believe one thing I've learned is, like, Martha Luther King. We should not judge, um, judge by the color of our skins, but by the content of our character. So if I judge you, it's not because you're black, white, or purple. It's because you're a dick. (laughs) Right? Um, Respect. I'd rather be respected than liked. Anybody can like you. The majority of people that like you is because they either want something or just being fake. I want respect. So that if you ever try to cross me or do anything, you're going to double think that shit. Right? That's what, And that's what Unfortunately, in my opinion, 2022, we lack of a lot is respect. Mm-hmm. Trying to bring that shit back. Um, I feel like that's why I keep my circle so small, too, mm. because not a lot of people have respect. People that, think I learned that you, you let people know from the get how they're going to talk to you, how they're going to treat you, how they're going to react to certain things that you say. You let somebody slide a little bit. Mm -hmm. Big chance of it is that they're going to do whatever they want, Mm -hmm. you know, in your life. And you need to let people know boundaries. Yes. That's, that's, you gave two of my points. Boundaries. I like my space. I like people to give the, keep their space. Don't, you know, I don't like overwhelming people. I don't like people overwhelming me. I, I, Even in my household, I need my space. Um, so that's very important. 
um, circles. It's, it's no need for you to be, it, it's okay to be well known, but it's not okay to, to have surround yourself with people that have no meaning in conversations. Yeah. Like as you get older, small talk gets very sad. Because honestly, I like silence. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer silence. <laughs> yeah, so that's another one. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I don't like people in my house. I do not like people in my house. I don't like people walking in my room. So, like, when people walk in my house, they don't pass the kitchen or the sitting area. That's that's from the point of this. You know, we start the visit to the point we end the visit. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and respecting, you know, your house. Those are my values. Yeah. You know, and respect one to each his own. Everybody has their own opinion. And as I got older, I I refuse to have a one sided conversation with anybody. If I'm willing to to open my ears and try to understand where you're coming from, whether you're right or wrong. I expect the same. Yeah. And that falls under respect. And I, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> There's Shit. no time for the bullshit. Exactly. So no time for the bullshit. And, you know, it, it goes into what we were saying before. It's like when we're young, you know, we're so eager to become adults and grow older. And it's like now that we're adults, you know, we know what we want. We know what we're going to tolerate. And we know what we're not going to tolerate in our lives. Yes. You know? Yes. Shit. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, you're going to lose a lot of people. But you're going to realize the people never really mattered. You know, like. Certain people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not everyone. But yeah. Yeah. There's going to be. Listen, there's always going to be one or two lingering that in front of you um like gonna be yeah you know he 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 ha and back of you gonna be talking about shit but like that just gives sense that you're doing something right yeah you're doing something right let them talk you know and and haters gonna hate (laughs) you probably heard this before but they're gonna talk shit whether you're doing bad or you're doing good you might as well do whatever the fuck you want yeah they're, they're just mad because you're doing something yeah. You know, and fuck, man. That's life. Thank you for joining me. It's been an honor. <laughs> now tell, uh, before we go, tell the people where they can find you. Um, my website has all my social media links. www.sylvestrionline.com Um Instagram, I would have to say, is like my main source of communication. Yeah, yeah. I use that more than Facebook and anything else. Um, at Sylvestri, my last name. And the album. Tell people we can find this album at. Oh, man. This album going to be everywhere. <laughs> Spotify. What, yeah. what, where they can purchase it? If, if somebody wants to... Or that's still to be physical. If anybody wants to purchase a physical copy of the CD, um, I will create a link on my website. 
Um, but it will be on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, Deezer. Everywhere. Anywhere you can. Yeah, everywhere. Literally everywhere. <laughs> Boom. Uh, February, 10th. February 10th. Yeah. February 10th. February 10th. Silvestri 3. Mm, I'm cap, cap that album real quick. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining me. It's been an honor having this amazing conversation with you. Um, thank you for having me. You're always welcome back. Thank don't, you. Don't be a stranger. It's been an honor. Uh, February 10th. Go, go get that album. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you.